0: Cape Talk, Cape Talk, a worldview from London with Adam Gilchrist, and the worldview with Adam Gilchrist is brought to you by OutSurance. Good morning, Adam. Let's start morning, in Gaza. There are fears of a new offensive in Gaza. Civilians in the city of Rafa are worried.
1: Yeah, uh, I guess we haven't moved on in 24 hours, but maybe that's the point—that uh, it hasn't happened yet. And so we heard Joe Biden again talking about vulnerable people, this uh, horde of a million Palestinian refugees in the city of Rafah, as well as the people who live there normally anyway. And we know that this assault from just over 24 hours ago uh, rescued two hostages from Hamas, but 67 people were killed during the Israeli military assault in Rafah. So good news for the two hostages released. But what about the other 134 and, of course, that's quite a lot of collateral damage, to use that phrase. Um, Israel has insisted there are safe places for civilians to go, but uh, looking at it from afar and indeed from aid agencies on the ground, where? Um, several governments, aid agencies, charities have expressed their fears about what could happen in Rafa. I mean, even their disbelief that war could take place in the crowded streets of the border city. It wouldn't be the first time that crowded streets have come under bombardment. But at this stage, uh, we wonder, is Benjamin Netanyahu listening to President Biden and all the other countries who are saying, whoa, wash mm. it, slow down?
0: Uh, th- there have been reports from uh, the US and people with knowledge of uh, apparently Joe Biden's 45-minute phone call with Benjamin Netanyahu um, and that uh, some very, very, hurt and terse words being shared. Mm. Apparently Joe Mm. Biden called Benjamin Netanyahu an arsehole three times in that 45-minute conversation trying to get him to either agree to a ceasefire or to ensure that civilians aren't killed in the increasingly likely ground assault into Gaza, into into Rafal. He seems
1: a very unlikely person, doesn't he, to use that kind of language, to be that kind of a tough talker. Uh, You could imagine it more from other leaders around the world. But I mean, old genial Uncle Joe, uh, you can tell it's getting to him. It's a sort of a, will you listen to me sort of thing, Mm -hmm. isn't
0: it? He's more likely to say, stop, stop this malarkey. But speaking of Joe Biden, remember when um, the U.S. government, Republicans and Democrats, uh, were concerned about China's influence in the social media app TikTok yeah. and that it was a security threat and there were even thoughts and calls for TikTok to be banned in the U.S. Guess what? Who's the latest um, <laughs> addition? Who's the latest user of, of TikTok
1: Indeed. And those, those concerns are still there. The American president has joined TikTok, despite the app actually being banned uh, on most government devices over security concerns. I don't believe, for instance, if you work for the Pentagon or the CIA, for instance, you're allowed to go on TikTok, even with your own personal phone. Joe Biden's campaign launched its account with a username Biden HQ during the Super Bowl on Sunday, so at Biden HQ uh, during the Super Bowl and it was captioned, lol, hey guys, I mean how uncool (laughs) is that? No, (laughs) it's like Bob Hope doing the Fonz, no. Uh, His 2024 campaign is of course trying to find the youth vote, aren't uh, presidents and prime ministers always looking for the young people vote, the thought is new voters will come in, they'll be uh, unjaded by the past and be fresh and turn out. Um, But this is, of course, as you say, the same Joe Biden who signed legislation two years ago that blocks most federal government devices from using TikTok. Several states have backed this and decided that the ownership by the Chinese company Byte Dance is insecure and potentially undermining, there are still concerns about what would happen with the data. But do you know what? Who cares about data leaks if you get reelected? I think that's basically what we're saying.
0: How are you doing, fellow kids, says uh, the meme, the, the Steve Buscemi uh, meme. Uh, but um, are you wearing one at the moment, the itsy-bitsy teeny-weeny? <laughs> There's the, the battles of the thongs. Australia questions bikinis that are too teeny.
1: Yes, exactly that. On the Gold Coast, we are in Australia. (laughs) A campaign has sprung up about Skimpy Swimwear. Uh, A well-known charity founder, volunteer, kind of media motor mouth in that part of the world called Ian Grace, says women and girls who wear G-string bikini bottoms are demeaning and cheapening themselves, in his words. Uh, He and others want the thong. Banned, and he's written to the Gold Coast Mayor Tom Tate to ponder this. Is the thong so very wrong? There is now a thong ding dong with a counter campaign going on. Free the peach. I think we've all got that mental image. Uh, Dozens of beachgoers turned out for the free the peach event in their skimpiest outfits, of course. The bottom line is, is a teeny weeny cheap berry bikini cheap and demeaning? And no, I'm not. Are you?
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you later. Adam Gilchrist with a world view. I'll check you tomorrow.